parents teach their kids to believe in Santa Claus? We discuss this and more on the special Christmas episode of The Overthinkers. thinking people's thinking people welcome to the overthinkers home for the creative intellectual and as you know there's no place like home for the holidays oh there's no place like home for the holidays i'm your host joseph holmes filmmaker film critic shameless christmas enthusiast and with me as always is my frustratingly festive co-host nathan clark's an actor author filmmaker and uh Santa skeptic, you know, ooh, there's been a, yeah, there's a lot of believers out there. I just don't know if he's, Santa, if he's Santa deconstructionist. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm kind of deconstructing my view of Santa and decide, I don't know. I, I have some doubt. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, well, that's great because we're going to work through some of those today. Uh, so today we are going to talk about whether parents should teach their kids to believe in Santa Claus. But first, Nathan, if people like our show, what we talk about here, where can they go to get more content like this and interact more with the overthinkers community? Well, first, you can go to the overthinkersjournal.com where you can find out more about your hosts, what we do, and shoot us a message about how right or wrong we are about the things we talk about. You can also go to the Overthinkers Facebook group on Facebook, where we have now 1,400 members discussing, so cool. laughing, talking. We have memes, articles, polls, discussions, so we want to have you there. Please head over there. We'd love to have you. And if you enjoy the podcast, please leave a review and share with a friend. And also, I want to do one quick shout out. We just had our Overthinkers Mixer last night live in New York City at the Sheen Center in conjunction with Master Media. It was so much fun to have all these overthinkers in one room, live together, talking, discussing, connecting. And we're going to have more and more live events. We, the next thing we're doing is going to do an Oscar party in March. Yep. And because we, we, we love what we do on the air, we love what we do on the online community, but we also love being face-to-face. So please keep an eye out for the live events coming up because it was so much fun. All right. Of course, uh, uh, eagle-eared uh, people hearing that you said that we had the event last night can tell when we record uh, these. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, all right. So you ready to get started? Let's do it. All right. So in many parts of the world, including America, it's a tradition for parents to give gifts to their children on Christmas and then tell them that the gifts were given to them by Santa Claus. Originally, the historical St. Nicholas, who now the parents teach kids, flies around the world each Christmas night with magic reindeer to give gifts to children. According to CNN piece, How Many Kids Still Believe in Santa, around 85% of children below the age of eight believe in Santa Claus in this way, a number that has stayed fairly steady throughout since the 1970s. However, this tradition is not without controversy. According to an international 2018 study by psychology professor Chris Boyle, 72% of parents say that they approve of teaching kids about Santa Claus in this way, while 28% say they're against it. Those who are for it say that they love the magic that brings to children's lives and that there's some spiritual sense which you can understand it to be true. While those against it say that it's lying and builds distrust between parents and children once the children discover the truth. Nathan, growing up, what did your parents teach you about Santa Claus? And does your experience affect what you plan to teach any kids you have about Santa Claus someday or what you think about the tradition in general? So it is interesting because I always like these episodes where we fall on different sides of the fence, at least how we grew up. It's not right. like, so I'm excited. So um, if we have some Clarkson family fans listening out there, I'm going to spill the tea as the kids are saying yes. and tell you what we did. Family tea. So, <laughs> oh yeah. So my family did not teach me about the mythological understanding right. 
of Santa. And it wasn't this hard and fast Santa's evil and anybody who believes it's bad. It was just a, I, I think, you know, I need, I need to investigate further really and talk to my parents, why wasn't that a thing? But ultimately the, the reasons I have gotten got as growing up is because my parents wanted one to teach us the historical um, Santa Claus, St. Nicholas, right. uh, who actually, pun- who I just uh, found out not long ago that he punched an Aryan in the face. That was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> Makes me yeah, like him even that more. Heretics. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's cooler than, than a, a flying sled is a, is a Santa who punches <laughs> yeah. heretics, right? Especially grow right as boys nose. growing up, yes. <laughs> yeah. And, but no, we, we were taught the historical St. Nicholas. We had um, different children's books and my, uh, my right. dad and my mom would read to us about the actual figure of St. Nicholas. And, and from that, they taught us history um but we were we also watched films and read books that had santa in them and so we saw it more like we would see lord of the rings a really fun myth or harry potter you know or narnia we we saw it as something that was really fun to take part in um but we also knew it was fiction at least this so we didn't have a hatred towards santa it wasn't oh this is bad it was just a well this is a really fun story that we can engage And, and i do remember as a kid i had my friends who believed in Santa, the, the literal Santa. And I, I was almost somewhat sometimes jealous that mm-hmm. I knew the truth that Santa wasn't real. So there was a little bit of that as a kid. I wanted to believe in the more mythological right. um, and fantastical view of Santa. But my parents decided to go the route of, um, we're going to teach you the historical one and you can still enjoy the story, but right. know that it is a story. And so as I look to, you know, if I have kids someday, if I would teach them, which way I would lean in, in talking about Santa Claus. And I think currently, and I'm open to being swayed, sure, but yeah. I think currently I personally would do the same thing my parents did. Sure. And, you know, that's not a shock for a lot of people. I, but I would want to teach them um, the historical Santa Claus, the St. Nicholas, because I think there's a really great story there. And I think Absolutely. it's important for kids to learn history behind traditions. And I would also let them revel in really fun movies and say, this is a really fun story, like right. Narnia or Lord of the Rings. It's okay to have fun and, and celebrate this. Um, but I think I want to teach them historical Santa. And, uh, and for one reason that really sticks out to me, uh, and this is one reason, I, I, I've never actually heard my um, family give this reason as to why they, sure. they didn't. Um, but it makes a lot of sense to me is because I'm a person of faith and I'm, and I'm going to be um, introducing my children to a, a worldview and perspective of faith. And I want them when I tell them things yeah. um, to, to believe me and to not grow up and say, well, why would they lie about that? And I know that seems like silly because I know there are plenty of kids as yourself, uh, like yourself, who grew up believing in Santa and you somehow still believe in God, even though you're parents, <laughs> you know, whatever. Somehow, you man, out. maybe we worked it through, worked through it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But I want. I want my kids when they come to me and ask me about, you know, metaphysical grand things to know that they can trust what I tell them. And it's not about, you know, not letting them live in the magic. It's more about, I want them to know that on these matters of faith and Santa Claus is really a matter of faith um, that they can trust my word when I'm talking about things. Um, And so that would be really, that sounds like such a buzzkill answer, but that would really be the reason I would probably lean towards sure. teaching my children the historical view and not the mythological one. Yeah, no, that makes that makes a lot of sense. I think that's that's what a really strong argument that and that's one of the stronger arguments, the strongest arguments I've heard, particularly for for not um, teaching your kids that about Santa Claus, not particularly for if people are Christians, not wanting that confusion to happen. I, you know. I, this, the issue, this is really interesting because the issue of Santa Claus is one of the places sort of where my sort of intellectual philosophy and my experience are completely at odds with each other. 
Mm. And it usually doesn't happen, but that's one of the few places where, where it does. Because, yeah, I was taught, brought up, you know, that, you know, parents are like, well, you know, these presents you're getting came from Santa Claus and who behaves this way and acts this way and does, does, does it this way. We were taught, you know, the St. Nicholas, but then we were, you know, also sort of taught that there's this transition. It's sort of like the Catholic thing. You can either become a saint and then they get powers, you know, and so. Oh, oh cool. So that was, that was sort of how. Avenger Santa. Exactly. Avenger Iron Santa. Man Santa. Exactly. And so, and, um, and the, the, and eventually, you know, I, things started not adding up to me. And I, I, you know, asked my parents, so it's like, are these presents from you or did Santa do them? And they're like, well, this is Santa, you know, we, we did, you know, we, we got them for you. And um, the, the, the thing is like, philosophically, it's, it's like, there's, there's no other place where we say to it's a parents, it's a good idea to lie to your children. <laughs> You know, even if, again, like you want to say that you you have another spiritual understanding of saint, again, more as a, you know, kind of like a Catholic thing, the saint who, you know, who does, is representative of the spirit of Christmas yeah. and does a magic, but telling your children, these presents here came from Santa who came down chimney, you know, we don't have another place where it's, like, it's a good idea that's going to be helpful for the development of your children or just in your relationship with other human beings to mm. tell them a story as if it is literally true in this way. And that's a good idea. And let and them just, engage with that story with other people and during a scene. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's just like, so it's like that. There's no other place where we say, this is a good idea. And so I kind mm. of, I'm sort of, I, I kind of, I'm skeptical of it in that sense. But then you have my personal experience with it. And my personal experience with it is the telling the story that way gave me an, an experience and imagination mm. of the transcendent and the wonder and the magic being imminent and incarnate in my real life. So you're saying, if, if I'm gathering this correctly, you're saying believing in Santa actually had the opposite effect on what I was worried about. Right. Is that it actually, as a child, trained you to believe and see in it, transcendent spiritual things almost. It, yes, and that, that to be able to imagine the world that the transcendent and the imminent could interact in that way. Because again, you do have the story of Jesus, which is Christians you know, believe, you know, he was transcendent and then became incarnate as a human baby, but that's still many ways in the past. And then you have stories again, like Narnia, it's like, but again, that's still a fictional, that is a fictional story. We know that's a fictional story when we're, we're doing it. Um, and so I, that, See, I, you know, you, you and, and our friends have always kind of, you know, poked fun at me about being able to sort of analyze things to the degree that just picks it all apart. So there's no magic in things anymore. I'm the party pooper. Mm. And the thing is, part of the reason, part of one of the checks I have on that in my head is because I have a whole period in my life where I learned another way of looking at the world. And to, to the point about being afraid that they're going to, you know, they're going to, one of the things that's interesting about my experience is that one of the things I never buy when somebody says God is like Santa Claus, I never buy that. Not for one instant when, athe you know, when atheists or people say like, oh, I believe in God's way. because I walked through that journey when I was a kid where it's like, okay, there are adults who believe in God, but there are no adults who believe in Santa Claus. There are people who have been able to come up with robust arguments for the historicity of Jesus resurrection and who had literal encounters with reality that trip over the transcendent and the truth and reality of God. But there are people like that 
that have done that with Santa Claus. And so, and that's a whole other thing, but I went through the process say, this is a way that God makes sense and Santa Claus doesn't in this particular way. It didn't harm your faith. It didn't harm my faith. I actually said, oh, this is why the two are nothing alike. And so I walked through that process. And the thing is, again, when I asked my parents, you know, are you, are these presents for you or are they from Santa Claus? And they answered, it's a weird thing. I would think that I would have resented sort of like being lied to, but I didn't. And so it's the weird place, again, where I say my philosophy and my experience are completely diametrically opposed. And so that's why I'm kind of torn on the whole issue philosophically, experientially, and what I would do with my kids. Well, I really like a lot of what you're saying. And it sounds like, one, I'm going to go and get this out of the way. I don't think there's a wrong answer here, to be completely honest. I don't think there's a moral imperative. Um, I think that there are pluses and minuses maybe to both. Maybe just pluses to both. Um, I don't, but one of the things I hear you saying is that it didn't harm your faith to, as a kid, believe in Santa. In fact, it gave you the grid with which to understand yeah. that ma- quote unquote magic and beauty and, and supernatural things can happen in the world and that they're right. real. And so when you figure that, that that wasn't, you started looking actually for the things that were that the transcendent, right. um, things that were real, uh, cause you still had practiced that. I believe that there are things we can't explain and, you know, spiritual right realities um maybe the santa isn't but i know that there is because i've practiced this and exactly. so you know that reminds me of the and you'll probably know better than me about the the thing about tolkien talks about the myth and then the true myth yes um and that mm, how, good good that, good example yeah that engaging in myths can actually prepare you to accept the true myth and realize yeah. and decipher the true myth and i think that's a really interesting way to look at it and in the heart of a kid is allow them to believe in this thing um that could actually prepare them for believing in the real thing yeah. eventually. Um, okay, so now I got to play devil's advocate again. Grinch's advocate. Well, I realized a while ago, I, I am a buzzkill and I've always been like this little lawyer, this little um, <laughs> yeah. uh, antagonistic. Like, it's well, one of the, the things truth. we love about you. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, I remember that with my sister um, when she was little, loved cartoons and I was the person and she she thought they were real. She thought cartoons were real and these, and these you know, characters existed. And I was the her older brother who just cruelly told her, <laughs> cartoons aren't real those characters you love they're not real i just i just ruined her world and i was like but i did the right thing i told yeah. her the truth about the world right um and it's just still a point of contention it's okay we're gonna make it through it yeah. um, <laughs> everybody needs a pooper that's why they invited you party pooper but part of me still, even with all those things said about the true myth and how it actually yeah, yeah. prepare your heart for believing, part of me feels like it's still imperative on parents to tell the truth about the world. Right. And I'm not saying tell the entire truth about everything. You know, you don't have to be, um, oh, you know, kids can only accept so much. We want the truth. You want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Right. But it's still- you can leave out information that they're not ready yes. to understand yet, but to tell them things as if they're literal that are not literally true. And I, and I feel like that is a, 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 I feel like that might be a moral imperative that we as parents, I'm not a parent yet, but that we have the responsibility to tell our children the truth. And listen, I'm not, of course, you know, I think every parent's like, oh, you you know, say little things about nature. Look, he's talking to whatever. But I do feel like ultimately under, at the heart of it, 
it is a a family's job, especially yeah. a parent's job, to say this is a reality about the world. This is real. This is not. This is true. So a child can start learning um, what is true and what isn't, uh, and they can also you build up a, you build up a relationship of trust, and so they yeah. can know that um, even from very early stage they can begin deciphering reality and truth about the world. So that, that's a, one thing I would say that still kind of pauses me, even though I really yeah. like the arguments for, it still pauses me go, I, as a parent, I don't want to, uh, I, this sounds strong, but lie to my right. kids about something. I want to tell them the truth. And I think, and, and I think I was blessed enough to, to have parents who did that in a gentle and kind way yeah. that still encouraged um, uh, story and narrative and believing in the transcendence, right. but it, they, they tried to find the way that they did that accurately to right. how, how we, what we believe the world is. And so I think that's where I, I keep on falling back to is yes, I love the idea of myth and, and story and, and letting your kids believe in the transcendent. But ultimately I, at the end of the day, you have, for me, I think there's some moral imperative that you have to tell your kids the truth. Yeah. About the world. So that this is, so I will, I will, jump off on that and then i'll play sort of devil's advocate here devil's advocate cool cool okay. because um you know because philosophically i mean that's the, right on like sort of philosophically if i'm taking this in the abstract and saying you know and and even like go further than that if again if you are a person of faith you shouldn't need to add extra transcendence into the world oh that's an even better argument than mine i don't have to argue with you you'll do it for me <laughs> yeah. This, this is this is how our relationship works which is like yeah. and you're more right and you're yeah. more right now. <laughs> um but no is that you know because we do have a, a transcendence in the world that that we do believe in that the world is is filled with the enchantment mm. of god that he's put into every human being again like you know c.s lewis talks in the weight of glory it's like when you see a person you're not looking at a mere mortal they are you know they're they're soon to be gods in a way you know, because of, because, because they have an immortal spirit, if you will. And that, you know, it's so. They, and, to, they, and to clarify, C.S. Lewis is not saying that people are becoming God. No, 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 God. no. He's, he's, not, not, he's not a Mormon. Being. Yes. They're eternal beings, but they're eternal beings with glory. Yes. Um, that, as he said, if you saw them as they could become, you might be tempted to worship them. That's how beautiful each uh, human yeah. being is. Um, but the, 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 and so we, it's a sense like, well, we shouldn't need to insert extra transcendence of the world because we already believe that there is transcendent and beautiful and magic um there's a robust there's a robust transcendent presence already right, in the world precisely um and 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 yeah and that whole thing about it's like well in every other circumstance it's like lying to your kids and having you know in that way and again i don't mean like that santa claus is real or that he's not some magical person that exists uh, but he's he's the one giving you your your presence you know um it, it is is I, it's hard for me to square philosophically, but again, certain fears, it's like, this is going to build up distrust between your parents. Very few people experience it that way. That's true. That is true. It's, so it's like, you know, there was that one study I talked about earlier. It's like, you know, at least like over half of the people um, polled say that it did not affect at all their ability to trust their parents or any, you know, adults in Interesting. their life. Yeah. And there's, there's 30% of people that would say that it did affect their ability to trust. So like, so, there is a, interesting. so, so it's a weird middle space where like teaching your kids myth, most people don't respond to it the way they respond to a lie or like they're, they're the way they respond to it. Like parents saying, um, you know, parents say, hey, if you if you cross your eyes like that, it'll freeze that way. You know, things uh, like, like those are things like parents will tell their kids or get them to do what they want. And people 
look back on those, like in those like, you know, bad memoirs that people write, well, this is when I learned not to trust my dad. It's, you know, like you'd always say yeah. these things. It's like, but nobody has that. Most people don't have that about Santa Claus or well, about I, those maybe, things. Maybe I'd have a caveat and, and take yeah. a wild guess and say that that 30% who does have a negative view uh, or a more distrustful uh, view towards faith and trusting their family, uh, it could have been, and this is total guess, sure, maybe sure. Santa was used as a moral yes, um, yes. It was a use control of, method. Yeah. It was a way of manipulating you to control you to do what you want. That would be, I would be very interested in that. Cause then that's like, then the issue is not um, teaching about Santa Claus in this way, but it's about, oh, you used this in order to manipulate me. You used me for land development. So it's almost like there are constructive and destructive <laughs> yes. ways to teach about uh, supernatural and right. things of faith. <laughs> so, so, so that's the thing is, I would say, like, you know, again, philosophically, sort of like all the skepticism, everyone was saying that I agree with it, but people's, but experientially and through the data, you can not just my experience, but you say it seems that most people don't respond to it as a lie that would sounds like we would usually construct it as. And so there's something different about it, just sociologically as a phenomenon. And I don't know what that is. But I think that it does leave room. I just that leave room that it's not in the it's not as bad as you would think it is just looking at it philosophically. Well, here's before we wrap up. Here's yeah. something I do think, regardless of whether you decide yeah. or or grew up um, believing in Santa or teaching your kids to believe in Santa or not. I think there's one thing that in our discussion today that stands out as the thing to me. It's the most important aspect of whether you do or or don't. Yeah. One of the most important things you can give your kid um, is a is a perspective, a belief, and a faith that there is beauty, yeah. goodness, and transcendence mm. and spiritual realities in the world. Yeah. And whether that begins with them believing in Santa or whether that begins with them um, going straight to you know uh, going straight to to Christianity or or whatever it might be, um, I do think that there on either side, I, yeah. you know, it's hard for me to say, this is wrong, this is right. I don't see that. But what I do see is just one right, which is teaching your kids about transcendence, teaching your kids that there is beauty and goodness and spiritualities in the world. Um, that is a good and beautiful thing, regardless of which side you fall in the debate about whether Santa's real or not. Uh, yeah, I will say it. So, so I, will, I will piggyback on that. Is like the, one of the things that's really interesting is that the majority of people who find out after they find out that Santa isn't real in the way that they have been taught, um, find that they're disappointed and wish that they could go back to believing in Jesus. And so I think that that's one of the things, so I think I would say to your things, yes, you need to give your kids transcendence. You need to get transcendence, and not just transcendence, but imminence. It's like the transcendence can be here, near, with you, mm. particularly at Christmas, people need that because we're, it's all the nativity story is about, and that's what people are celebrating and drawn to even culturally. So people need to transcend this with the imminence. And so if, again, if you're not a person of faith, um, if you're a person of faith, you can teach about believing in Santa Claus in conjunction with Christianity, or you can just do Christianity. But if you're not a person of faith, you need to find somewhere where to give your kids that. But the other thing is, you do also need to find a way to balance that with making sure that their kids can trust you. And yes. so it's like, it's like, however you give them transcendence and imminence and trust. If, if the only way you know how to do that is to not teach about Santa, then of course don't teach about Santa. But if you believe you can do it with both, 
um, it seems that that's, you know, those are what are most important to hold in your hand equally. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's funny. I, I talked about how as a kid, I was a little jealous of my friends who believe in Santa. And I think regardless of whether it's right or wrong, that you're good about Santa, sure. there's something in that little boy's desire to want to mm. believe in a beauty and a magic that exists in the world that I think is intrinsically human. Yeah. And I think it's really beautiful uh, as I look back and go, oh, that was little Nathan longing to see God ultimately yes. in the world, yeah. that there's more than just, um, uh, just the physical, that there's yeah. beauty and magic behind every corner. And I'm so grateful for my faith that still yeah. allows me as an adult. I know that I don't mean to cheapen my faith by saying this. That yeah. still allows me as an adult to believe in magic. Yeah. That, that sounds a little weird. No. I don't mean, yeah, but it, it means there's something behind something beautiful, something more than just the it's, world in front of me. And I wanted that as a little boy wanting to believe in Santa. And I want that as an adult. And the thing that Santa does, especially around Christmas time is it allows us to celebrate that. Yes. But I also think like you pointed out, um, it, ultimately Christmas is about the incarnation of God yeah. in our world. And that is beautiful and worth celebrating. So um, things that help us remember and see the world as yeah. a beautiful and magical place, um, I think are ultimately good and worthy of celebrating. Amen. Uh, Feliz Navidad. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, now we move on to uh, everybody's favorite Christmassy topic, uh, uh, blesses and curses, which are going to be uh, Santa and Christmassy related. So, uh, Nathan, do you have any uh, favorite portrayals of uh, Santa Claus, St. Nicholas, you want to bless and or curse today? I, I do. And, um, and it's funny because, you know, I'm the one who's like, I'm not going to teach my kids about Santa. <laughs> yet my bless is going to be literally a movie about a court case where Santa is proven to be real. Yes, and it's yeah. on 34th Street. And no, it's not the original. You can yell at me all you want. I grew up with the modern one uh, with Richard Attenborough. And it's, I, I don't know, something as a kid. And by the way, I was taught as the historical Santa, right. but I loved this movie. And the, the one thing that I really appreciate about this movie and my other blessings too, I'm just going to use the same reason why I bless all of them, is because um, it celebrates, like we talked about, celebrates the beauty of faith, celebrates yeah. the beauty of something more in the world, celebrates the beauty of, um, uh, yeah, something more. And, and, and I think it's such a beautiful portrayal for me, um, as I go back and watch this, I watch it every year, of saying there's a desire within every yeah. kid's heart but every adult's heart too, to believe yeah. that there's more than we see. There's more, more to this world than meets the eye. And I think, and, and you literally have it litigated in court. Yeah. Um, basically is faith, is faith worthy of yeah. being held onto and lived out. And, and the movie says, yes, but there's this one quote in it that has stuck with me forever. And it's one of my mm. very favorite quotes um, from any movie. And I think I did, I think I said it last year on the, on the, yeah, we did, we did our, our Christmas, if people are doing a, a loop of our Christmas episodes, you know, you'll be able to recognize yeah. this, I think. They'll hear this twice, but it, it's a quote <laughs> worth hearing a million times. So I'm going to read it. Um, but he's in a conversation with um, a woman who doesn't, uh, Santa Claus is in a conversation with a woman who doesn't believe in Santa Claus. Mm. And it's a great picture to me of what would it look like if God was having a yeah. conversation with someone who doesn't believe in him. And, um, and, and, and she, you know, there's a little, not argument, but there's a discussion going on. He wants her to believe because, and then he ultimately says this to her, um, I'm not just a whimsical figure who wears a charming suit and affects a jolly demeanor. You know, I'm a symbol. I'm a symbol of the human ability to suppress the selfish and hateful tendencies that rule the major part of our lives. If you can't believe, if you can't accept anything on faith, then you're doomed for life dominated by doubt. And I think that's such a beautiful mm. portrayal of God and, yeah. and why our faith is so important in the, yeah. in 
the world. And, and you know what, it came through a picture and a metaphor of Santa. So I guess yeah. I can't be too hard. <laughs> yeah. um, and so, and I'm also just going to quickly bless um, the movie Klaus. I really loved it. It's, sure. it. it's more of a historical look, but it still has some magic part of it. And it's just beautiful the animation. And I'm also going to bless another animated uh, movie called Rise of the Guardians. Oh. I absolutely love this. Again, it's another um, movie that both celebrates faith and believes in a goodness worth fighting for. Scottish Santa who fights demons is like awesome. You better believe it. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yep. Oh, That's so the Santa I, I wanted as a kid. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. No, so I absolutely love these because they're celebration of faith and yeah. they're fighting for light and the and the worthy fight of fighting uh, dark for light yeah, in the world. and I think that's what Christmas yeah. is, you know? Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to curse. I don't really have any reasons aside from, I just thought, didn't think it was pretty good. There's no like deep. <laughs> that's a good reason not to like something. <laughs> True. I just didn't like it. And it was a movie. Noel. it had Anna yeah. Kendrick and Bill Hader in it. Listen, I like both of them. Yeah. I generally like Christmas movies and pretty, it was just, bad it was yeah. boring and it just kind of it was everything everyone complains about christmas they just use the santa yeah. thing to make a you know to make a really c-grade movie yeah it was not my favorite um That's and, true. Yeah, i used, think if we're going to use use this myth use it well and yeah. beautifully use it using magic and sentiment to do something trivial is is yes. is, is yeah. not is is cheapens it yeah no i agree well said <laughs> All right, blesses curses. All right, yes. So I'm going to, this is going to be a fun little twist. I'm going to bless the original Miracle on 34th Street because nice, that's the nice. one that I, I, I loved. And I, 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 I think it's one of those movies that has the best balance of kind of, of, of sort of cynicism and faith in a story because again mm -hmm. they, they it's very deconstructionist a very satire of materialism and kind of the belief in Santa. because again like this the santa character is it's like well is he santa or is he just a crazy person who thinks he's santa and so you have the real world people who are very cynical trying to interact with this person who may be crazy maybe santa but even if he is crazy he's doing a lot of really good things in the world and so how do we deal with that it's like it's like mm. even even the myth, even the lie makes our world better. Is that is that problematic? Was the truth still matters? So they find a way to really de wrestle deeply with these ideas, and even you know wrestle with the cynicism and the goodness and, and, and the hope and the faith in really intelligent ways. They're both satirical but also earnest. So I really I really appreciated uh, that and the story's ability to do that. I will say you just reminded me of a quote that I do take issue with, um, even though I love the Miracle on uh, 34th Street movies. Um, but there is a quote where he's where he, he's saying to the judge, what is more important, um, a lie that brings a smile or a truth that brings a tear? And the truth that brings a tear. A kid, yeah. yeah and <laughs> as a kid, I was like, yeah. And then oh. I'm like, no, no, you should tell people the truth. Yeah, exactly. bring the, tear. It's, the truth is better. But yeah. uh, so, you know, there's a little, yeah, I, no, yeah, so exactly. I'll curse that quote. <laughs> Which is totally fair. Totally fair. Um, I, so I think it's that, that, that it's, it's, it wrestles sort of from an adult's perspective, this idea of Santa Claus, I think in part of the most intelligent ways that I've seen, uh, ultimately yeah. validating Santa Claus, but um, helping adults, I think, to understand and accept, appreciate Santa Claus in a way that a lot of people don't, because most of them are geared towards the imagination of children. So I like the Miracle on 44th Street for that reason. Um, and then my, uh, my other bless, I'm sort of the other end of it, 
and I know that we're, we're going to have words about this because we talked about this before, but I is uh, the Polar Express film because it's, oh. uh, no, it's because, it, well, that was a story for me, even more than most others, aside from, you know, Mother Christmas Carol, which we've already explained is amazing, but is it is showed about captured that feeling for me of the transcendence and imminence of relationship with Santa Claus that I had as a child and, and showing how that can enter the life and how a child can wrestle with doubts and faith in that very particular way. And it captures that feeling ways that I, I, I almost very rarely have seen in even the other Christmas specials that deal with the issue of Santa Claus and belief. Because they really do try to ride that line of, it's not talking about Santa Claus, it's also talking about God um, and, and making the discussion broader. But I just feel transported to that sort of sea of magic, even as an adult brought back to that kind of, the magic is imminent and transcendent. So that's that's why I really well, like that a lot. Okay, listen, those are good reasons. And my reasons <laughs> sound shallow for not liking it, but I wanted to like this as a kid. My real reason is the the animation just tried too hard to cross the uncanny valley and just got super creepy. Also and true, one hundred percent. Nothing true. deep. My my critiques are nothing. Again, nothing deeper philosophical. It just the animation is a little too weird for me. Which is totally fair. It was one of those movies that taught three D animators for the rest of time that you cannot do that. Like you cannot yes. make it look that realistic because it will not work. So you're one People will get creeped out. Yeah, no, so you're totally sure. Aesthetically in that way, you are 100% right. No, no argument. There. Okay, good. <laughs> um, oh, by the way, real quick, I'm going to take this chance because I host a podcast to plug my very own Christmas movie. <gasps> do you have a Christmas Miracle. movie? <laughs> I do. Yeah, I do. I, I, am, I wrote it and directed it. And believe it or not, I even acted in it. But it's it still in my hometown. And um, at this time of year, I have a Christmas movie and I love for all you overthinkers to see it. I really am proud of it. I love it. It's beautiful. It's about loneliness and hope in a dark world yeah. and uh, and community. And and it's the I really like it. I love my little Christmas movie and I'd love if you watch this on Amazon Prime and anywhere else you watch movies. It's even um, on PureFlix if you have PureFlix. It is on PureFlix. Yes, go stream it on PureFlix, see it on Prime, uh, Tubi, and uh, it's called uh, Miracle on uh, Highway, Highway 34. Highway 34, yes. As you can tell, I, I liked Miracle on uh, 34th Street, so I had to- All the directors put the little Easter egg in there yeah yeah that's oh yeah so so uh, yes that's a great and uh so now from a curse i'm gonna say i i'm gonna curse i know they're gonna get a lot of people mad at me for this one but that's okay um is the the santa claus with tim allen oh, uh i on. i so, so now again i in my defense which i don't need to defend because i'm right but in my defense i didn't really see it until i was much older so i don't have the experience of seeing it as a child but for me watching it it was, it did capture that sort of sense, which I don't like, of taking something that is beautiful, mythic, and doing it, uh, making it feel trivial and sort of cynical. Again, it's it sort of, mm -hmm. and there is, there is a, because it is, it's, okay, it's about a, a guy trying to reconnect with his son, but yeah. there's, there, and, and ultimately it's okay, that's what really the story is about. But the way of kind of trivially, you know, murdering Santa Claus off screen at the beginning, that was the thing that actually caused one of my friends as a child to stop believing in Santa Claus, was watching mm -hmm. that movie and seeing like, okay, if Santa Claus can be that trivial, that um, then, then he is not really worth believing in. I think sort of that, that sort of easy cynicism that they kind of do with it while also kind of trivially saying, oh, it's nice and he's, he can have a nice time with his son. To me, it, it's, it doesn't, 
it doesn't justify the use of the myth. Now, again, maybe part of me is being colored by that oh. experience of finding out about my friend that happening, but I, that was my experience of watching the movie. But Joseph, the, they, they make hot chocolate and they were full of the elves. And there's I mean, a really great sequence when he keeps on growing a beard and he keeps on, you know, getting jollier and jollier points, on the po- scale. Point, points in your favor, yes. So I feel like I, feel like I just won that argument yeah. through how wrong you were. Yeah. I, I, I concede, yes, I, I take it all back. Yeah, the, the... Dreinhold was in it. Tim <laughs> Allen at his peak. I don't know. I don't know. I think we got a Grinch on our hands. Uh, well, 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 we know, we know, we already knew that we are where that was that's not that's not news oh, okay all right well um thank everybody much for 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 joining this uh and absolutely if you if you have uh, your own stories about what uh what it was like growing up in, in your house if you were taught about santa claus in this particular way or that particular way um we'd love to hear from you and even people especially people who are not people of faith how did you interact with uh santa claus or how are you interacting with your potential or real kids with santa claus and, and how does it maybe and how does it make you see faith even now right and yeah. by the way i'm willing to be wrong and so if you really feel oh, strongly yeah. about me teaching my children my future children about santa claus please write in and tell me why i'm, yeah. I'm open tell me why well, both of us are you know again are have only have hypothetical future children right now and we both exactly. like said, have so. shown we're very conflicted about this whole thing so there's an opportunity so now's your you chance change the course of overthinkers history i can change the future uh so i'd love to hear from you um, so if uh, people want to get in touch with us, reminder, where can people get in touch with us? They can go to the Overthinkers Facebook group um, and join the community. And they can also go to the overthinkersjournal.com. And if you want to get in touch with me, Nathan Clarkson, just search my name, Nathan Clarkson, on any of the socials or go to my website, nathanclarkson.me. And you can find me at josephholmstudios.com and any of the socials as well. And also I do regular columns for Religion Unplugged, so you can look at my work there. Thank you again, everyone, very much for joining. Merry Christmas, Feliz Navidad, Happy Holidays, and remember, if it's worth thinking about, it's worth overthinking about.